Hello and welcome to the D2C Podcast. I'm Eric Dick. Today, we're diving deep into the powerful trend of buyers networks and product launching communities. Our guest, Greg Rollett, hails from the Gromit, a remarkable platform that boasts a dedicated community of 2.5 million buyers and has been instrumental in propelling innovative products like Fitbit and Otterbox and SodaStream into the spotlight. In our conversation, we'll explore exponential growth, why communities like the Gromit have become a crucial component of successful product launches in today's market. You'll look behind the scenes and hear the strategies, challenges, and breakthroughs that define successful product launches on platforms like the Gromit. We'll talk about the network effect in D2C and unravel the significant impact of a 2.5 million strong buyers network on brand awareness and sales momentum. Tune in for a deep dive into the mechanics, strategies, and outcomes that characterize the transformative world of direct-to-consumer marketing. Or just listen to the D2C podcast. Let's go! I say this, no matter what you're, if you're launching on Gromit, if you've got a new ad going out, if you just launch a new product, if you treat that experience like you're being on Oprah, so will everyone else. But if you're just like, ho-hum, we launched a new product today, like, then no one else will pay attention to it either. And so we want brands to really get behind this and see it as like the Oprah effect of like, if we tell everyone, hey, we're launching on Gromit, we're doing this live shopping thing, we've got new videos, we've got like, then it makes it an experience. You bring everybody else in with you and I think that makes it more fun for everybody involved. And it's just taking this idea of like, if you take it, like it's a big deal, so will other people. But if you treat it like just another ho-hum thing, so will everybody else. Greg, welcome to the D2C podcast. Super excited to get into it here. Tell me what the Gromit is. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. Uh, you know, big fan of the pod, listen to it every week. So uh, just excited to be here and, and talk to the community. And, you know, the Gromit is, it's been around since 2008. That's like the crazy part is like all these new e-com D2C brands are like, we don't know the Gromit, but it's been around for 15 plus years. And it really started by two founders who wanted to have a place where like new products could get attention. And this is back in 2008, right? This is like pre all the ads that we're doing now is like, it was hard to break through then. And for the past 15 years, we've launched more than 3000 products to millions of shoppers and really introduced them to what's cool, what's new, what's unique. And what's unique about the current situation is Gromit's really gone through a rebirth in the last few months where we've turned it into a really cool product discovery marketplace for shoppers to come in and let their voice be heard. So instead of like people behind the the golden rope, the VIP, the velvet rope saying, this is the product you should check out or that have the biggest, uh, you know, Facebook ad budget or whatever it is. What if we let the shoppers decide what's cool, what's new, what's unique. And we gave them all the power on the Gromit platform where they get to go in and say, you know what? I like this widget or I like this widget and they get to vote behind that. And that pushes them to the top of the Gromit platform, which gets them more visibility, more eyeballs, more people going and buying their products. The other thing that we did that's really unique and different in the marketplace is, you know, when someone buys on Amazon, Amazon keeps the customer, right? And we really wanted to empower D2C brands. So when people come to Gromit, they discover the product, they upvote the product, they get excited about it. We actually send them back to your store. So you get all of that first party data, you get to cookie them, you get to you know retarget them, you get to add them to your mailing list. And of course, if they buy, you get that shopper. And I think that's really important for brands to survive, thrive, grow. You know, right now, currently in the marketplace is like, you gotta own that relationship with the customer, right? You have to establish that get the lifetime value up, continue to add value to them because that's that's your biggest asset is is those customers. 
if you didn't, it would negate a lot of like, I'll bring it back to what Pilot House is doing. Pilot House is always looking for ways outside of just always straight pay to play, you know, advertise, you, you, you put your money into, into the ad platforms, you get out a return, hopefully you sell some products. Um, but we're always looking for ways that we can help, especially newer brands get a good chunk of sales or kind of get, and if you don't own that product data that you'd be getting from something like the Gromit, you'd lose all that. Like, and you, you really need that, especially in those early stages to refine how you're going to actually grow going forward. So I see it being a really valuable spot in the ecosystem. Yeah. Well, there's so many people that are really good at getting people from zero to one. Like here's how to go source your product, build the product, whether that's Kickstarter or going the inventors route. And then I think there's amazing agencies that are able to take something that's got some momentum and maybe you have a little capital behind it and you can pour more capital on it and, and really scale a brand. But it's hard to go from one to 10, right? Zero yeah. to one, you know, that's obviously difficult in of itself and finding manufacturers and, and the, but that's, that can get done. But now it's like, Hey, I just, I just ordered 5,000 of these widgets and now they're in my house. Like I got to get rid of them. And, uh, you know, we see a really unique place in the marketplace to help those brands to get that initial traction, get their first 500 sales, thousand sales, 5,000 sales. So they can go to a pilot house and say, Hey, look, look at all this data I got from launching on Gromit. Now let's pour some gasoline on the fire and, and really scale up to the next level. So it started as an email list. It started at, and how, so how big is approximately how many shoppers are on this list? Yeah, so real quick uh, backstory is part of the backstory. So Gromit's been around since 2008, but we acquired it last year, almost a year ago to the date that we're recording this uh, from Ace Hardware. And when we acquired it, we turned it into a newsletter uh, because that was the biggest asset was millions of shoppers. And these were all people that had bought something in the, in the Gromit community. And so these are all buyers. Um, we were talking like 2.53 million active shoppers. And we were like, well, let's just sell them some stuff. Um, and so, uh, you know, through the Giddy Up Network, through some of our partnerships, through some of the things that we were doing, we were able to, you know, put a couple hundred products into the newsletter mix really, really quickly in Q4 last year. But the number one thing we heard was, we want more than a newsletter. And, and you and I both know we're in the newsletter, the media business, is newsletters are great, but you have to extend beyond that sometimes to deepen that relationship with the shopper. And so that's kind of where our growth came from. But yeah, started as a newsletter. I think it's really neat because it's like that's something that we, we face with because like, we're a media company and we're putting out we're putting up with podcasts and newsletters. But it's kind of like a one way community in a way, right, where where we I know I'm linking a lot of people together. I hear it all the time, but there isn't that direct feedback mechanism necessarily built into what we're doing. Whereas with how you've evolved the grommet, it has this really like interactive component. And I'm actually just on it. Like I think we spoke last week and like already like the upvotes and the, the engagement on the platform looks like it's ticking up. So when we first acquired the Gromit and we were going live with a newsletter, we did a blog post that says like, you know, the Gromit's back. And we kind of, we had heard rumblings, like this is a great community. The community is where, you know, where, where the power is. And we were, everybody's heard that word before, right? Um, community, you got a great community. We posted that blog post within 24 hours. We had more than 600 comments of diehard people being like, thank God the Gromit's back. Like this saved, you, you saved my holidays. Like this is like, we couldn't believe it. And so we knew that we had to activate that beyond just a one way, like, yeah, we'll send a newsletter. Sure, some people will reply to that, but we knew we needed a place to empower them and, and allow their voice to really matter in a public forum. Really cool. So what, what are some of the trends that you're seeing uh, either back when it was a newsletter and also now that it's this uh, discovery network, what are some of the trends in the products that you're seeing with your audience? Yeah, this is super interesting. I think as 
people who like pick products, people who create ads for a living. And, and you probably know this from like your ads team is like, you create like 10 pieces of creative and you're like, this one's definitely going to win. That one never wins. Right. And I think with product selection, it's almost been exactly the same in that we think certain products are going to do really well to the audience. And we're completely shocked at what the actual marketplace wants. And I think this is really good feedback. So the first week we launched the brand new platform, we had uh, 75 products launch on day one. And you know, if we had a bingo card of like, who are the products that are gonna rise to the top? The top five products, none of them would have made our bingo card. Like none of them would have made our top five. Like the number one product in week one was something called Stupid Car Tray. First of all, stupid name, and they know it. They named it Stupid Car Tray, but it's just like this little contraption that you put in your passenger seat so your French fries don't spill over when you're driving, right? Or so, you know, you're at Chick-fil-A or wherever and you get the barbecue sauce, like you put it next to you so none of that stuff flies away. That was the number one product by a landslide in week one over all the sleek and sexy food and bev companies and CPG brands and, you know, just the stuff that you think would be super cool. And again, empowering the shopper enables us to see that and capture that data and find more of these widgets and trinkets and things that, you know, probably we wouldn't have put a ton of money behind a brand like that. And now we're like, hey, how can we help this brand accelerate and go? And so, you know, it goes back to creative. It goes back to like media. It goes... You have to put more hooks out into the universe. You have to try more and more things. You have to, you know, I mean, you guys know it, which, you know, from from the pilot house side and the ad agency side, if you just created one video, you're only giving yourself one shot, right? And so what we've understood, one is, we need to put a lot of products into the marketplace to find those needles in the haystack that rise up. Two is, we also have to give shoppers a lot of options with media, with creative, with images. You know, one of the things that we did with our gallery right away is, we have vertical videos integrated right in because that's what people are used to watching. We have uh, lots of imagery right away. We have the founder's image, the founder story. Like we want people to fall in love with it, and you know, because maybe one image just doesn't do it for them, right? So there's the product shot, there's the lifestyle image, there's the product being used, and we we kind of make all of our creators, all the brands on Gromit, supply us with that because I don't know what's going to work, right? I don't know which image is going to grab somebody, but I want to give them more opportunity to to do so. Any growing brand should be, you know, making a fair amount of this vertical video content. And it's, and every human being I know, or not every human being, most human beings I know consume way too much of this kind of content. And so it's a good mix. You can actually go on the gromit.com and just scroll through clips of the brands, which I think is a kind of a neat feature if you've got people in that shopping mode, right? Yeah. So that was the other thing we wanted to do is we knew people's behavior, right? Going in, like, cause it's my behavior. It's my wife's behavior. Like we model a lot of this off of my wife, my partner's wives. Like what do they do? Right. They're sitting on the couch and they're scrolling through videos, but what if they were all just products that people could purchase? And then also all these brands are spending a lot of time, money, resources, creating stuff for TikTok, for reels, for YouTube shorts, for wherever. What if we could repurpose that into Gromit and turn that into media that actually then turns into purchases? So we're able to put those videos on Gromit. You scroll, you can upvote the product, you can get your discount code right there and you could purchase right from watching the videos. And so it's really kind of a, a cool shopping experience. And obviously we're seeing this with some of the platforms we're building this in. I know as we speak, like TikTok's re- starting to really launch their shopping and their live shopping and like it's coming. And so we knew that we needed to integrate with that and continue to play the game that that consumers are playing right now. It has a little bit, you know, an updated technological version of the shopping network in some way, in that you've got you've got this audience who's interested in buying. You've got innovative products that kind of show off visually well. Is that kind of how you're, I, I noticed you mentioned live shopping. I, I could see that being another big trend that fits in with this. So I think 
one of the things, the core things when we were throwing stuff on, on, on the whiteboard and thinking of ideas of what grommet could really be is how can we make shopping fun, right? Where it's not just an email, go buy a product, right? How can we make the experience interactive? And so I think that's where upvotes came in is like, I might not like people go to the mall all the time and don't buy anything, right? Like that's like, that's like a thing that people do, right? So how can we make that experience happen on the internet where maybe they want to browse with friends? And so we do launch days every Thursday where, people can go and check out all the new stuff and share the new stuff. And that's like going to the mall every Thursday and seeing like, what's the new stuff that the you know Bloomingdale has or Nordstrom has or whatever it is. And so I think videos is a big part of it where they can just go and they can just watch videos. So that's like a sales rep. Like you said, that's like QVC or home shopping or uh, whatever the case is. Um, they're going in there watching videos. They're scrolling through products. They're upvoting products. They're saving products into their wish list. They're seeing, you know, featured guys. And so it kind of created this really cool immersive shopping experience where it's not just like, here's one product, go to the product, the PDP, check it out and buy or not. It's now created, you know, kind of a shared shopping experience that they have a voice in that I think makes shopping on the internet a little more fun, right? It's still not the same as going to the mall, but can we make it a little more fun? And yeah, I agree. I think live shopping is gonna play a big part in, in our future, getting our brands on launch day to be a part of that and, you know, create excitement. Uh, I shared a, an email today. Uh, this is even just outside of, of Gromit stuff is I call it the Oprah effect is that, you know, Eric, if you were going to be on Oprah today, you'd probably tell all your friends, right? Like, Hey, I'm going on Oprah today. This is going to be awesome. And so I say this, no matter what you're, if you're launching on Gromit, if you've got a new ad going out, if you just launch a new product, if you treat that experience, like you're being on Oprah, so will everyone else. But if you're just like, ho-hum, we launched a new product today. Like, then no one else will pay attention to it either. And so we want brands to really get behind this and see it as like the Oprah effect of like, if we tell everyone, hey, we're launching on Gromit, we're doing this live shopping thing, we've got new videos, we've got like, then it makes it an experience. You bring everybody else in with you. And I think that makes it more fun for everybody involved. And it's just taking this idea of like, if you take it, like it's a big deal, so will other people. But if you treat it like just another ho-hum thing, so will everybody else. And you also just you can you can use it as a proof point potentially as well that we you know the most upvoted product on Gromit kind of thing just in the same way as Kickstarter the same way people use Kickstarter yeah same and product and product hunt right like that's another kind yeah. of marketplace in the same vein and so yeah we've created that we actually have it's called Gromit's product of the week and they actually get a free advertising package um, you know if you hit product of the week you get the most upvotes you hit the top of the trending charts after a week on the platform we give you a huge ad package to put you in front of you know all the millions of shoppers in our in our email list so there's like a gamification aspect. Every day during launch, we're sending out like the leaderboard every day, like, hey, stupid card trade just took the lead. Benji, what are you going to do about it? And we're like getting these brands to kind of compete and, and with each other. But what they what I don't think they also realize is that by telling their social following and getting involved in this, it pushes it to the top of the, the charts, which is what you want to do. But we're also sending an email to 2.5 million people to go to the homepage of Gromit. Well, what are they going to see first? the ones that are at the top of the charts, right? How do you get to the top of the charts? You get more votes. So if you start that groundswell, right? And you get your, you motivate and activate your 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 community, your fans, get to the top. Now when the email goes out to 2.5 million people, you're not number 40 on the list, not number 30 on the list. You're at the top and that just accentuates it even further. And that's what we've seen really from the data is like the ones that at the top of the charts are the ones getting all the sales. And brands can really kickstart that by activating their, their community. And again, just gamifying the whole thing, make it fun, make it exciting for the brands and the shoppers to, to have a little fun shopping online. The theme I see here too, it's like solving problems that I didn't quite know I had yeah. in a way. I, I, Cause I feel like that's kind of the experience. Like you go onto it and you're like, 
you know, like, like, oh yeah, I guess I did spill that coffee uh, the other day. Uh, I guess I could, you know, that would be re- you, you, because, and all of the products are named in a way that's like very problem aware, problem specific. I've, that, that seems to be the theme with some of the ones that are, that, that are winning. Well, they're very, they solve everyday problem solvers as you have called out for like what you can, what you can cert by. Yeah. Everyday problem solvers, like our whole mission is to, to help shoppers to live a little better, right? Like, I don't think a lot of our products are going to like change your life overnight, but like, I'm looking at the site now too. And like Treva bug fan, right? It like gets, it's this little fan that like gets rid of mosquitoes and like that might make your Friday night a little more enjoyable or your Saturday afternoon, you're getting ready to watch some college football and the, now the mosquitoes are gone and you can enjoy the game in peace, right? doesn't change your life but it makes it a little better. And I think the the best products that we have are ones that make your life a little better. When you have this a little annoyance and someone out there, some maker, some inventor, some entrepreneur, some small business owner was like, I have this annoying problem and I'm gonna do something about it. I'm gonna fix it. I don't know how to sell it, right? So then they come to us, get it on Gromit, get it out there. But I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, you know, the everyday problem solvers, the things that make our lives a little better, the everyday helpers that enhance our lives. And I think that's what e-commerce D2C does is, it allows these things to shine and and it, there's a place for them now, right? Like you, Walmart might not carry it on their shelves, but through e-commerce, through D2C, through platforms like Gromit, through you know these different things, like now they have a place where these products can really push through and, and help a lot of people. What are you guys thinking for Q4? Like how big of a, what are your plans like building up towards Q4 this year? Because I imagine this business will, will be quite a lot bigger in, in Q4 than any other time of year. Yeah, I mean, Q4 is the Super Bowl, right? Like that's, I'm saying something that every e-com brand on the planet knows. But so we launched Gromit after the acquisition of Ace, um, basically on September 1st of last year. So into Q4, right? Like we had basically like 30 days to test this thing out and then get into Q4. And it was one of the wildest rides I've ever been a part of, right? It was literally just hold on and like, well, I'll see you in January type of thing. And so I think one of the big reasons we wanted to get this platform out end of August into September was to have kind of 30 to 60 days to work out some of the kinks, work out some of the bugs, you know, uh, launch a few hundred brands so that then we can really start sifting and sorting to get ready for Q4. Um, We've created a product inside of Gromit called Guides, right? These are like our internal listicles. And so if we can get a few hundred products, which is the plan right now, we've got about 700 products on the waiting list right now. We want to get to like, you know, almost a thousand by the end of the year. Well, now we can sift and sort which were the ones that rose to the top, which hit the top of the charts. And now let's build listicles around them. Gifts for him, gifts for her, um, you know, stocking stuffers, all these things and use email to drive traffic to the grommet to drive to these guides and let the best products win, right? Like let shoppers say like, this is the best stocking stuffer. This is the best. not me because I think this product's cool or that product's cool, but letting the shoppers decide. And so our, our big plans are how can we launch as many cool, unique, useful products as possible by like November 1st, October 31st. And then allow the marketplace to kind of sift and sort them and use that data to create amazing listicles that create a great shopping experience and and get these brands just a ton of sales and a ton of new shoppers in Q4. And build SEO, I imagine, as well with these specific guides. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of like the, the underlying thing is that by, A, just having all these products on there, let's say we get a thousand products by the end of the year. Those are a thousand pages that we can rank for. We can, you know, all of these gift guides, we looked back 
you know, during the acquisition process, like using like Ahrefs and like some of the other uh, SEO tools, like Gromit ranked for nearly every top gift guide type keyword on the planet. And now we're basically going back to all of those and building those back up, as you said, like, so for Q4, so people are searching for like top gifts for grandma. Like we want Gromit to be at the top of that list. We believe that it will be with our SEO strategy and people finding that, um, you know, coming in, joining the Gromit community, you know, uh, becoming a member, voting, and then going and purchasing. So we think SEO is going to be huge for a lot of this, for, for these brands. And again, that's now a way for brands to get discovered who they couldn't rank for those on their own, nor do they have a, a top gifts for grandma gift guide. But now by the association, they're basically getting free traffic from, from our hard work. So how does it work with the Gromit? So we have a lot of brands listening to this. You already We already put a post in the newsletter. We drove a bunch of interest from that as well. How does the Gromit actually work from the brand perspective? So this is insane, right? Like I don't, I don't even know how I'm gonna say this out loud, but right now we're not charging brands anything. There is no sign-up fee, there's no listing fee, and through the end of the year at least, we're not charging brands any commission whatsoever. So the the only requirements that we have right now is you have to be new, unique, useful, like no drop shippers, it has to be a brand, um, you know, really good products that are helping people to live a little better, um, and you have to be on Shopify. So we integrate directly with Shopify, there's a Shopify app that you can download, uh, connects your store to the grommet, and uh, then you start building your own page. So think of it like an Airbnb listing, right? You go in, you add some of your photos, add your videos. Our team goes and we do clean it up um, to like grommify it a little bit um, and make it fit our community and our voice. Um, but you get to build your page, have control over that, put you into a launch calendar. We launch products every Thursday. So you'll be slotted into a launch date. Um, we send you all kinds of stuff. Like I'm a big believer and the easier I can make your life as a brand, the more you're gonna do stuff, right? So we create banners for you. We write email copy for you. We put like swipes together. We do, we literally hand you everything on a silver platter um, for that launch day. And, and we get ready to go. And right now, again, through the end of the year, you keep 100% of, of the sales. The uh, Oh, I guess the only other financial side is we do uh, require a 20% discount code. Um, and that does not fluctuate. The reason we did that is because we wanted a level playing field, right? Like if you're a more aggressive, um, you know, direct response marketer, and you're like, well, I'll do a 50% discount code because I just want to acquire customers. We wanted to level the playing field. We want products to rise based on the merit of the actual product, not because you're a more aggressive marketer or you have better margins than, you know, somebody else. So the 20% coupon code is standard across the board. That's all done automatically through the Shopify app, which is uh, which is kind of cool. So you don't need to create discount codes. It's a one-time use. People can't share it on uh, you know the coupon code sites and stuff like that. And yeah, it's literally free sales through Q4, which is yeah, that, that's hard for me to say as like <laughs> someone who's been in charge of revenue here for years. Zero um, percent rev share through the end of the year. Yeah, and if, and if you're a brand that has your you know it has your shit together and has a lot of video content, you're you're gonna also be in a better position to stand out well from maybe Absolutely. some of the ones that, that 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 don't. So any any brand that's got your shit together, you should probably be looking out to thegrommet.com and uh, trying to get on this this here list. And D 2 C D 2 C brands will be prioritized, obviously, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like listeners of your podcast, like skip the line, right? Like that's nice. like, we, we've had an amazing relationship with you guys. Uh, you know, we've, we've done some stuff in the newsletter and just the brands you guys send over are some of the top quality brands that, that we see. Like you said, they have their stuff together. You know, they have amazing assets. Like, like I said, like products have to be new and useful, but they also have to look sexy, right? Like yeah. people want stuff that looks good. It's the social proofing aspect. It's like, do I feel good about this purchase? Or is this like, oh, these guys look like they took a picture in their, you know, their bedroom and haven't spent it. Like, so great assets are really going to help your product rise to the top. But yeah, D2C brands, you guys are, you guys are some of my favorites and we'd love to have you all, you know, join the Gromit in Q4. 
I love it. And I go way back with GiddyUp as well. And I think I think you, the way you guys have been thinking about the opportunity and the space has been, I think it's telling, like your acquisition of the Gromit, I think really is, a, is such a strong strategic move for your core business. And I think there's a lot that D2C advertisers can learn about thinking about the business in like a holistic ecosystem like that, right? Like actually own, own, own some buyers so you don't have to acquire them all the time on ads. Yeah, I mean that was that was something like we've been building a, a consumer list for a really long time, and that's what I was brought in to to giddy up to do is to run the consumer side. And we were I was talking to you this in the the, the pre show is like we were like what do we do? How do we get another couple hundred thousand buyers on our list in Q four? This is our conversation last summer, and then the Gromit opportunity kind of fell in our lap, and we're like, so we could just buy a couple million shoppers and a brand. And like, so I think there's a huge opportunity out there. I, I've always been a content and commerce person. I know there's a lot of people that will, content and commerce don't mix and that I'm a big believer in content mixed with commerce. And I think for, you know, D2C brands, I think there's opportunities to go out and either buy newsletters, um, you know, acquire influencers that have media channels, things like that. Like you're just buying audience. And if there's natural ways for you to fit it in, I mean, I think like a Logan Paul on a prime, like I think it's perfect. He's got this huge audience, huge influence, YouTube, podcasts, all these things. And he's just got a freaking prime bottle in like every scene, right? Like it just makes a lot of sense. And so I think if you're a D2C brand, it makes sense to also be in the media business, but it also doesn't mean that you have to build that media business. You can acquire that media business. I used to talk all the time like Disney. Disney grew exponentially because they acquired Pixar, they acquired Marvel, they acquired Lucasfilm, they acquired Discovery. And all of a sudden now they have all of this IP, they have all of these eyeballs, all of this distribution. And I think D2C is kind of right that, but you got to do it smart. I think there's been a lot of brands that have tried this and haven't really integrated it correctly. But I think there's a huge opportunity to buy audience, to buy shoppers, to buy customers um, out there in the media world right now for, for a lot of these D2C brands. It's just an area that a lot of our listeners won't have thought about this, this sort of like this buyer's network or, yeah. dis, or, or product discovery tool. I think, I think probably a lot of people talk about product hunt, but I think they only think about that in terms of like in the same vein as Kickstarter and that it's, it's for that like launching. It's really for, but actually to be in the, you know, that those early stages, mid market, have access to all these buyers in this interactive environment. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Well, I think there's that. And then there's also the brand who is established in the marketplace, but maybe they're going into a new vertical or they're launching a V2 of their product or like, why not put it in front of the grommet in front of a couple million people and let that audience before you go and throw it into Walmart, before you go and spend, you know, 20 grand a day on paid ads, let's launch it to the grommet and get real time feedback from shoppers. And so I think that's a huge opportunity for established e-commerce D2C brands. So I think there's, and again, they're on a level playing field and they might get blown out of the park by, you know, some upstart inventor making widgets in his garage. And I think that's the beauty of Gromit is it's a level playing field between the upstart, you know, inventor maker and these bigger D2C brands. And we give them all the same opportunity to rise to the top. And it doesn't matter what your budget is. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you know. We let shoppers decide what the coolest products on the internet are. And I think that's to me, that's like the most exciting thing about product discovery is it's not what I want. It's not what you want. It's what the marketplace wants. And we let the marketplace decide who the coolest products are. Nice. Well, let's stay in touch. Uh, I, I think anyone who's listening here should go to thegromit.com. If you've got a DTC brand that thinks fits the bill here, reach out. I guess you've got a form on your on your page. Or what do you, what do you suggest people do who want to be involved? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, A, if you're listening to the show, just reach out to me directly, happy to, to do that. Or yeah, if you go to thegromit.com, there's a giant button right at the top that says submit your product. Um, and you can go through the application process, do, do the Shopify app, all that stuff. We have a lot of documentation, it makes it super easy. But either one, man, happy to, if you're a fan of D2C, you're listening to this show, reach out to me, happy to help, happy to white glove onboard you, or just go to the website, click on that button, and, uh, and we'll definitely take care of you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. This is fun. Thanks, Eric. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.